What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner Roast 808. I'm Nate. It's your boy, Trent. Hello. <laughs> Today, we're back. You know what it is. You know what time it is. The new tunes for the people like you. Starting off, first this week, Blind Equation, Life is Pain. If you remember, Blind Equation was actually uh, one of our earlier uh, interviews that we did sometime last year when we uh, had that spree of... Uh, Spree of interviews going uh, is a solo project from I believe James McHenry is his whole name uh, from Illinois, if I recall as well, uh, and it's a cyber grind project, which is a combination of like you know grind core and like Nintendo core too, and it's a very interesting combination of sounds to say the very least um he had come out with some eps prior to this and has now come out with his uh debut full-length album here and he even got a shout out from anthony fantano like as small as a project as he is that's that's something you know that is something that means that like someone's recognizing your music and it's good it's a good album um it's definitely like it's weird for sure. <laughs> I mean, even the names are like pretty <laughs> pretty goofy like John Cena funny meme dot e uh, dot exe, you know, uh LCD dem blur uh still dying disconnect. I mean, it's some interesting names here. Uh, very quick songs. Very, very quick songs. Like, I think the longest song was maybe three minutes on this, like, 20-some eh, minute track. Or album, rather, even. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed it. it. There was definitely moments, though, especially in the middle, that I'm like, all right, it's this is kind of starting all to sound the same. You know, you can only do so much with uh, what style of music you got going on here, but it's not bad by any means. I mean, I still saved a good majority of the album, I would even say, too. Another good thing I liked about it, too, was uh, Shortages 2 had a zombie shark featured, which we actually reviewed last year, if you guys remember that one. Uh, that one was a pretty similar style, the cyber grind kind of stuff, but... um. Yeah, it was a good feature. It's a pretty solid album. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Solely just because, you know, like I said, it's quick and it's just the same shit. Just more chaos in the next track than, you know, the last, I guess you could say. But, yeah, that's kind of all I got to say about that. It's still a great album. Uh, Trent, go ahead. So sadly, I had to listen to this one in parts uh, because it did wind up giving me a headache after a little bit. I get it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, still a music corner seven for me uh because like it was like well of the parts that like i obviously listened to and like it didn't give me a headache uh like it was pretty good i mean it's it's something different uh and you know i i can definitely see the appeal from this so uh i will give him that i don't think i was on this interview though i don't think i was on this one no i, I none of you actually were i think you guys had something oh, was it just the there. one with you yeah it was yeah. just me okay yeah but, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, great job, man. I mean, you're doing something right. You know, if, if you're, you know, getting followers, you know, getting that, that snowball rolling. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian. So yes, I do agree. Life is pain. It's okay, buddy. I'm, I'm here for you. Um, yeah, the 8-bit sounds on this are amazing. Um, I, I I literally thought this was just going to be like an 8-bit like techno kind of thing. And <laughs> little did I know, I, I've never I've never heard of anything uh, like this pretty much. Like I've heard, you know, like really blasting 808s and beats and shit behind screaming. That's not a new thing that we've done on this channel, but like this i have never and i am very fucking intrigued now um yeah this is this is really cool uh the drums in this album are fantastic through and through um it's very i, I just love the contrast of when he plays with the nintendo style 8-bit music versus when he just starts blast beating at like a million miles an hour <laughs> for like the screams like it's just it's so cool how well 
and you said obviously um for blind equation he did the drumming and everything for this too oh yeah this is all him as far as i know that's fucking kudos man that's that's fucking incredible um reconnect made me laugh when they did like the fucking youtuber or like streamer um coming in you know it's like hey guys how you doing it's and then just goes right into the uh what called song from there and just goes into a huge screaming portion i was like oh god this is fucking amazing right uh this is a good meme through and through this is like if k-mac put out something sim i don't know how to explain this like this just has a lot of like k-mac vibes to it and i mean that in the best way possible not in the style i don't think they sound anything alike but it's just more in the sense that it's very tasteful so do not take that as i think you're copying k-mac it's more of like i think the styles of just tastefulness are very similar um other than that, I do think this was tragically short. I wanted a lot more from this, and I really hope I can hear more, like, soon. Because this is fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, this is Mimi and Dreamy and a great kind of madness. Overall, I give this thing a 9 out of 10. Hell yeah. There you go. Alright. Next album we got here is uh, from the band Ghost Iris, uh, Comatose. Go ahead, Trent. So this one, uh, I didn't think I was gonna like it first. Uh, I mean, Ghost Iris, as I was told, was a, um, a metalcore band, and as as we know on the music corner, metalcore can be very hit or miss sometimes. And obviously, we have the thing where we say metalcore is metalcore, um, mm. and this one surprised me, and I actually really ended up liking it. Uh, it got a solid eight and a half for me. Uh, my favorite song um, off of this one. What the hell did I say it was? Uh, Cold Sweat. That was my favorite song. Uh, it was an absolute banger uh, all the way through. Vocals, uh, I think, was done very well. Um, Instrumental-wise as well. I mean, it's, it, it surprised me, which I was happy about. And uh, I think if there was more metalcore stuff like this, I'm going to have to find it because I think this is like the style that I really like where it's not like it's not too into like the deep shit uh, where it just kind of sounds like noise at that point um, but it was good and it, I could sense some sort of prog influence here or there uh, which is probably why I liked it because uh, I'm a fucking prog head but no uh, I think they did a really good job uh and yeah go listen to cold sweat it's a it's a fucking banger sad that it was on the last uh half of the album because like the first half i was kind of like yeah okay and then cold sweat and i was like okay we changed that up <laughs> <laughs> right uh, but i went back and listened to the album again and i was like yeah it, it it's solid so yeah eight and a half for me good shit sebastian so with this one sadly i was not um vibing with it too much some say i kind of went into a coma like state while listening to this um (laughs) it was it was good though for what it is i just i've heard it before and it was just okay to me um and the sounds are really good the screaming's nice uh just i don't know i've just i've just heard this so many times before and uh, it's just a very one-to-one uh metalcore song or metalcore album for me uh you know like i said there are really good features um or sorry really really good um parts of it as far as just like the band itself go but it's just not really anything too i don't know any i I wouldn't say original but more um lackluster for me to really get into it so to say um yeah, I'm gonna give this one a seven out of ten music corner uh style here and I'm sorry, just not not really much to say about this album. I understand, yeah. I mean it's it's metalcore, oh my god, it's like we say that all the time. There's just only so much that you can do with the genre that like sounds the bit like just the bit original, you know? Um, 'cause I mean every 
it's such a common genre in metal that everyone has probably already done exactly what you're trying to pull off, even if you claim to be, like, a different kind of metalcore band. But, I mean, even with that, I mean... The biggest example I can give how I feel about this album from an album from last year was the uh, Currents album, uh, where it's something I've heard before. They did some cool shit on there that, while it isn't like too original, it was still pulled off really well. And because of that, it was just a super solid metalcore album, despite it being something that I've heard in the past couple times at least this one same thing heard it a couple times but the execution is super solid i mean i think i picked up some influence from like wage war maybe like fit for a king you know just sprinkled in there and i think they do it fairly well you know quick side note too i told you guys about this but uh the band randomly just started liking some photos on my personal instagram page and even commented on my one photo yeah this was the band i was like all right, cool. I'm like, and I commented like back, like I replied to them. I was like, hey, I mean, we're, you know, I'm going to be uh, listening to your album here at least soon. And uh, I'll let you know how it is. I still got to get back to them, but I might even try to get them on the podcast too. So stay tuned if that goes to plan. But um, yeah, it's metalcore. It's solid. Sounds great. Uh, some songs I liked were, uh, let's see here, Paper Tiger I really enjoyed, Cult, Former Self, EBB slash Flow, you know, just some good shit. 8 out of 10 for me, personally. It's, yeah, good metalcore. Anyway. So I'm, uh, really quick. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's supposed to be uh, like a, a throw to uh, the ebb and flow of life. Oh, I see what you... Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, ebb, it's ebb and flow. Very creative, though, in the way they yeah. style it. And it's up. cool. Like, the, 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 the two hash marks is kind of nice. Right, it's the flow. All right. It adds an element to it. Exactly. All right. Next one here, we have an album from Black Country, New Road, for the first time. Sebastian. Oh, sorry. I forgot to unmute my mic. I started talking. Um, So for Black Country, No Road, uh, or New Road, yeah, it's an album. It's it's good. It's uh, beautiful. It's different, to say the least. Um, it was very atmospheric, and like I always say, I do have quite a bit of a hard time going with something very, very subjective overall. But I did enjoy this quite thoroughly. Um, I don't know what to do with it rating-wise, because I did not really listen to it the way I would listen to a normal album. Um so I just I'm not gonna rate this, but I will say I do heavily recommend it. Uh, if you guys don't know about it and you're just listening it to here, uh, listening it here on the podcast, it's definitely an album you should check out. It's very, very atmospheric. It makes you feel a bunch of different emotions going through you at once. Um, I, I just I think it's just quite a beautiful album. Um, so it's, it's a longer one, but nothing too bad, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's a good experience. I, I'm just not going to rate it. Just say, listen to it. Yeah, fair enough. I really enjoyed this one actually of the, uh, of the two, uh, I guess you could call them, uh, experimental albums that, uh, we'll be talking about here. This one, another one that's coming up here pretty soon. Uh, this one was like the better one if I'm going to be completely honest I really enjoyed all the instrumentation and the vocals on this one worked perfectly uh, together with the instrumentals which is uh, a point that I will make again once we get to the other album here um, but yeah just the whole like you know post punk vibe and post rock and the little bit of I guess a little bit of jazz that they kind of threw in there too was really cool and yeah and it, it's I don't know, it was just such an enjoyable listen that, like, I was just kind of like, you know, I was hooked. It's no other way to put it, really. I mean, it's it's not like that it's a quick album. I mean, there are six songs, but they're all, like, you know, at the the lowest or the, the quickest song here is, like, four minutes, you know, and 44 seconds. So everything else is pretty long, but it's still, like, a good long, you know? It's nothing that drags too much to the point of it being unenjoyable. But, um, yeah, I just I found great enjoyment with it. 
simple to the point. Eight out of ten, go off. Uh, Trent, go ahead. Now that Sebastian says it, I'm kind of in the same boat of like, I really don't know what to rate this album, but I highly recommend it because it is really good. Like, I had no idea what the fuck I was going to expect. I honestly thought it was going to be a country album. Uh, Going into it, the the two beginning songs kind of got like, uh, a weird kind of alt feel, maybe something like Weezer a little bit, uh, especially with the second song. Um, well, at least the intro for the second song. Uh, and then, yeah, it just kind of it it, t- it takes you through for th- a loop, uh, and it's really hard to like put and give that a rating because it's just so whack and and out there. But it was really good, and I would highly recommend it. Uh, now me, I listen to it at four in the morning because I work nights. So like I'm half a fucking awake and I'm listening to this album. Right. So I did, I did give, uh, almost every album this week, two listens. So, uh, I listened to it like when I was at work and then one, when I was like actually fully awake. So, but so this, this one is, is, uh, interesting, uh, to really say the least there. But yeah, I do highly recommend it. And honest, I do not know what to rate this album, but uh, maybe somewhere later in the year, this might even be a recommendation. Like it's still, uh, or like a um, honorable mention, my bad. Uh, at the end of the year, because like it, it's still again, it still is really good, but it's just it's weird, something different. So it is, yeah. But different is good. You can never go wrong it, with different. Oh hell yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, there you go. First half down. More to go before we continue. Let's have a word from our sponsor. And we are back. All right. We got a new album here from Black Midi. Caval... Cavalcade? Cavalcade. Cavalcade. There you go. Calvin, 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 yeah. Whatever the fuck it is. Cal- Calvin Klein? Cal- Calvin Klein. <laughs> Calvin Klein by Midi Black. Black Midi. Uh, I'll have Sebastian start us off with this. So, uh, Black Midi, I heard, is getting a good uh, round of applause from a lot of, like, reviewers, critics, and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, I I could definitely see why critics love this. This is an acquired fucking taste, to say the least. Um, It's a cavalcade of things, all right. Honestly, it kind of reminds me of, like... It goes, like, wall of voodoo type weird, and then also, like, kind of does, like, some, like, Primus-level weird shit. I don't know. As far as the instrumentals are concerned, I'm not saying funk or anything like that. It's just very random. Um, But I do like that bipolar nature. You know, I I am an actual fan of Primus, even though they suck. Um, I do enjoy the band quite a bit. Um... Yeah, it's just, even for me, my hipster ass, I still just, I don't I don't know really what to think about this album, uh, but I do have some points I do like a lot. The combination of jazz and groove and, uh, I, I don't even know how to pronounce this word. This is how hipster it is. Chrondromelicia uh, patella. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're looking at. <laughs> I, I just I just really like the combination of jazz and groove in that album, um, or in this whole album in general. But that song in particular is just really really good. Uh, the piano is so smooth, man. This is like snarky puppy levels of smooth, with especially with like the more synthy sections. Thought that was just really really cool, uh, and just how smooth it was as well. Just very buttery. Um, yeah, the instrumentalists in this group are fucking insane. I love how they're labeled as a rock band. <laughs> just, just a rock band. Right. That's what they do. And I'm like, okay. So going into this, I thought it was going to be like some struts or something level stuff. And I, I did not expect this at all. Um, yeah, the songs for me don't feel as though they're dragging on, but I still can't figure out what the fuck is really happening through most of it and it's a good thing um 
you know, I'm not the most technical musician in the world. I just, I like music for what it is. And I like it as a, I like it as an expression. And this is expressing a lot of things at once, I will say. Um, it's kind of like walking into Guitar Center. You know how it's just everything's so dissident because everybody's playing 20 fucking different things at the same time. And then there's me it's in the corner like trying to play Smoke in the Water. <laughs> yeah, you got somebody trying to play Smoke in the Water, and then you got Virtuoso just coming in there to, like, just fuck around. And then you got, like, drums just being randomly banged to different tempos and shit going on. It's <laughs> That's what this kind of reminded me of. Uh, in a good way, of course. Um, there was no, there was no stairway to heaven at all, so it's all good. Um, yeah, even the most simple of their rhythms in Diamond stuff, I would say is probably the most simple. It's still so layered and just insane. Like, it's kind of, if you would just put Snarky Puppy on, um, on the record for Runaway by Kanye, because obviously you just have that one no going on over and over again but if you just put if you just accent everything around it a bunch and just make it really really profound no matter how minuscule it might be in the mix uh yeah so honestly this is an 8 out of 10 for me i don't i don't really know if that's like a good thing to rate it if this is like a 10 out of 10 to everyone i'm sorry i don't know i just i think it's good but i don't know if i'll come back to this purely honest right that's fair uh trying go ahead i like the guitar store analogy like guitar center analogy i think that fits this perfectly because anytime you walk into guitar center you're hey welcome to guitar center and somebody's playing sweet child of mine or whatever like it it, and (laughs) that's that was his album uh it was it was very whack, um, and you and you said critics are you know, giving this good praise, and I can understand why. Um, it is, it is interesting, uh, but it, it definitely. This is another one that threw me for a loop. Um, I'm kind of glad we had these on the same week, uh, so I you know was still in that headspace from. Um, oh, excuse me. For Black Country New Road. Um, and it kind of carried on to Black Midi, which was nice. Um, but yeah, I it was the also now that I'm thinking about it too, the, the Primus, uh, comparing them to Primus as well, uh, for the instrumentation wise at least, uh, I could I could definitely see it. The only thing that got me was uh, it just sound kind of just sound like shit after a while. Like just like a Mod Podge of shit. Uh so it kinda killed it for me towards the end. But you know, I I can again I can still see the praise and, and appeal that people will give this. Uh because I mean people like it. So uh for me, it's uh it's a six for me. Uh I probably won't come back to it. But um I mean it was still alright. So yeah, there you go. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but actually on the Black Country New Road, uh, their song Track X, they uh, they mentioned Black Midi. <laughs> There's literally a lyric. I did you hear that? It, the, oh, really? Dancing the yeah. jerk skin, I got down on my knees. I told you I loved you in front of Black Midi. I was like, oh, oh shit. And apparently both of those bands uh, toured uh, together. I guess, you know, like they've actually done shows together. So it makes a lot of sense, you know, to both include these guys on the same episode, you know, and just like, you know, see the comparisons. I mean, they're both pretty experimental in their own way. So, yeah, it's pretty sick. Um, But yeah, this album I liked in some ways, but what ruined it the most for me was actually the vocals. I did not like them at all. I mean... 
I said this earlier with you guys, if this was just purely an instrumental album, I actually probably would have given it a higher score, if I'm going to be completely honest, because everything about the instrumentals themselves was so unique and different that an instrumental of those only would have been perfect for an album. You know, it's like, it would probably be next to Polyphia for me in terms of like favorite instrumental albums, because it's nothing that's like, you know... It's not like Animals as Leaders, where it's like, that band's not bad by any means. It's just like, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they do a lot of cool shit, but it's not like out of the ordinary to me, in my opinion. That's why I was just like, the little jazz fusion stuff with this would be tight as a uh, as only instrumentals. But yeah, like I said, if it weren't for... The, if it, the vocals weren't there. I would have liked it more, but I just gave it a music corner of seven. It really just put a damper on it for me. But still, though, it's still worth checking out just to hear the instrumentals alone. And, I mean, if you could find a version on YouTube or something or anywhere online of just the instrumentals, whew, go ahead and do it because they are something else for sure. But, uh, yeah, moving along. We have a new album here, Hawthorne Heights. The Rain Just Follows Me. Go ahead, Trent. So Hawthorne Heights, uh, this one came out today. Um, okay, exactly what genre are they? Post-hardcore, but like, you know, emo, like more emo. Okay. Cause like it, it reminds me almost of like a, a harder Blink-182. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which honestly I didn't mind. Uh, it, it's going to get a Music Corner 7 for me, uh, being completely honest, because you know some of this stuff gets you know overdone and kind of just like i, I don't want to say cliche but that's the first word that comes to mind um but instrumental wise i actually really i really liked it i thought it was pretty good uh the vocals yeah uh <laughs> neither here nor there um about them um but no i mean i think i think that they uh, overall did a good job um and sometimes i like that style you know just like it, it sometimes it's nostalgic for me uh going back to when i was young listening to blink 182 or bands like that even like some old green day as well uh but yeah it's uh i i've got a lot of talk about on, on another album so. oh yeah on the last album, uh right? yeah uh but no yeah i mean that's it for me music corner seven i'll probably will come back to it uh because they uh, some parts I actually really did like, but yeah, I hear you. Um, I'm actually yeah, I'm in a fairly similar boat as you. Uh, the first song alone, um, I think it was "Constant Dread." I believe that was the first song. If not, that was the first one that like stuck out to me at least because that's got uh Brendan Murphy, who's from Counterparts, uh, and actually he was the he's the vocalist of uh, "End." Remember that one? I think you liked that one, Trent, from last year. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It had the really cool album cover and it had Pariah yeah. on there. That song goes hard. But, um, yeah, he's on the that song and that kind of makes the song anywhere near as good as it uh, probably would have been without him. And after that, I think there was only, like, one other song. I don't remember the title at the moment, but... I, I thought it was okay. And after that, there was just nothing. I mean, it's not even the fact that it was like, you know, the screams weren't as good, you know? I mean, that's their style of screaming. I expected that with the whole... <laughs> it's just like... It's kind of laughable at times just because it just seems so outdated in terms of like that kind of emo scream to me. But I, I, that's just been their thing for years, you know? And it just kind of got a little boring you know to me a little mediocre i mean i got through the album it's not like it's that long anyway but i gave it a six and a half it was like my second least favorite this week actually no, i gave it a six that's right i gave i was going to give it a six and a half but because at the end there it started to drag a little bit for me i was like nah no i'm giving it a six it just it doesn't really deserve that half for me but i mean shout out to brendan though for being part of that track it was that was solid so yeah Nothing else to say about that. Go ahead, Sebastian. Yeah. Uh, just like the album title, I really just did not care for this. Um, this is a bit too edgy 5Me, if you catch my drift. I was never really a big fan of this type of emo, and just emo in general. I 
I like some bands when they do something different with the genre itself. Uh, of course, you have My Chemical Romance uh, and others similar in that vein. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just maybe I would have vibed with this a little bit more in eighth grade, ninth, seventh grade. I I don't just not now. I don't not a big fan of this kind of music right now, but it's kind of really bad when you get to the screaming sections for me personally uh i got some real downtown battle mountain too um yeah i was just not i was not too big of a fan of the screaming mixing choices for this like it was just it kind of hurt to listen to just the screaming part the vocals were fine they're just your run-of-the-mill emo vocals with good uh good control of the voice of course i just definitely like wasn't unfinished sounding uh clean vocally speaking um clean vocals speaking you know but the screaming in this was just awful on all parts for me to listen to um i could not really like get through these songs i got through the whole album fortunately but not in a single sitting i had to listen to it different settings to get through it and kind of like basically cleanse my ears in between it because just the screaming fucking hurts to listen to maybe it's just my headphones i don't know uh yeah this was a two out of ten for me just not a fan at all yeah i get it i get it but uh i think it's time to talk about the final album here uh not looking forward to this one personally but you know we got to do it it's a big album it's Drake's Certified Lover Boy. All right. Here we go. Uh, as much as I want to roast the shit out of this album so hard and everything, I mean, I'm going to start off by saying first, this isn't necessarily a bad album. Like, this isn't the worst thing my ears have ever heard in my life. It's I, I've heard far worse things, of course. I mean, I, I don't know. The, the, the lesbian line, though, does kind of... Uh, kind of push towards that side of things but um i mean that's as much as i'm gonna even reference that because i just feel like everyone's talking about it but i mean someone's gotta say it i mean it's it's the dumbest fucking line ever she say you say you're a lesbian girl me too whatever the fuck it is i don't know it's stupid this album is just so unbelievably boring i mean holy shit, Drake can at least try to do something with his voice that's different than his same monotone bullshit that you get with every Drake song, you know? I mean, I still haven't listened to any of his, like, early, early stuff, like his first album, and I know, Sebastian, that's, like, one of the ones that you like, uh, at least, if, you know, any at all, but it just doesn't... No, it doesn't do anything for me. He's, he has singles that are good in general, but... In terms of, like, albums I listened to by him, this is the first one I listened to that has no songs that I liked at all. Like, the features, while there are a lot of them, and some good ones even, too, I don't think they do anything for the album. Uh, they are just kind of there to boost the popularity of it, in my opinion. Because, I mean, like, Kid Cudi's track, I was talking to you guys earlier about it, where it's like... Kid Cudi almost sounds like he's trying to do a Drake thing. It's almost like Drake wrote his lines because it just seemed so out of the ordinary for Kid Cudi to sound like that on uh, the songs I Am I Am Y2. I just, I don't know. And I know there was like a whole thing with them. I guess they had like beef in the past. They hashed it out. They did a song together. Yeehaw. You know, I don't... I don't care. You Only Live Twice, while it sounds like it's going to be an amazing sequel to a pretty solid song, I will say. Uh, no, I really wasn't impressed with that song at all. I mean, Lil Wayne and Rick Ross are on the track, but I'm not impressed by any means. The Travis Scott song, easily forgettable, if I'm going to be honest. The one with Jay-Z, I mean, I remember Jay-Z was there, but oh well. Even the 21 Savage song, I was like, God, this is like the most boring 21 Savage feature song that he's ever been a part of. It just, it blows me away how, like, just 
bland this album is. I mean, look at the album cover, too. Like, what? E- why? Why is that the album cover at all? Like, I thought it was a joke when it first came out that that was going to be album cover. I thought that was actually a joke. And no, it's the the pregnant woman emoji, apparently. Uh, about 12 of them, actually. So there, there you go with that one. I'm going to say, if if one sentence here could sum up anything, Off the Grid by Kanye is better than any track on the song alone. That one song is better than anything off this Drake album. And it's very obvious that Donda is the better album. You can argue otherwise, but there's not a lot to argue here, I'd say. So with that, I did give this a 5 out of 10, as negative as, eh, as, negative as I did sound, but... Like I said, it just wasn't a bad album. It was a boring album. It was so boring, so bland, just not nothing. It was like, it's plain yogurt. It is plain yogurt is the best way to put this. So there's my rant. Thank you very much. Sebastian, go ahead. I'll start off with something positive. Um, <laughs> the cover of this album isn't the worst thing it could have been. So, yeah, this album was, yeah, uh, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, God, I don't know, man. I was never a big Drake fan in general. Uh, I just always have found, I have always just never been into his monotone voice. I know that's his style and I know that's how he likes to present his music. And honestly, it's not as bad as a Yarl. It's not as bad as, like, a really, really, like, stereotype punk voice. You know, it doesn't sound that kind of bad. It's, oh, and he also doesn't do the e-girl R thing. So, that's a that's another point going towards this album. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I've never been a huge Drake fan, I guess, uh, going through this. But, he has certainly had better albums than this overall. We'll start out with an actual good thing to say. Um, the pitch chorus on Champagne Poetry, the first song, is definitely a good start to the album. Uh, the intensity of the track is very nice. Drake has a very solid delivery. And honestly, if the album would have had this energy, even though it's still not much, if it had this energy, I probably would have rated it a bit higher. Um, the Nikki feature on Poppy's Home. What? the fuck did i just listen to for that um i don't know man i don't know uh, nikki can you please do something good again like i've been banging out to monster for a while now like i, I miss that <laughs> nikki i miss i miss that fire ass flow I don't. I, I guess you've gone into like Bob Dylan talk singing mode at the moment, but yeah. I I literally forgot she was a part of this album. I'm not gonna lie. Bro, honestly, you same. What I mean, it's it's just fucking weird. I wouldn't Dude, have honestly talked about it if it wasn't in my notes. True. Like, yeah, it's eh, it's not. Yeah, it's not. Eh, eh. <laughs> but girls want girls is a really fucking dumb song too. Um, yeah. Uh. It's super phoned in, as most of these songs are, but just a little bit extra. It's boring. Um, and there are a couple songs that are the same goddamn way, but with a couple good features in them are Love All and In the Bible. Um, <laughs> it just sounds like Drake hasn't left his bed since God's plan. I'm not going to lie. The guy just sounds so fucking tired on the mic. Like, People have been calling him lame for years or soft. I just think the man just needs a goddamn nap because he just sounds tired as fuck most <laughs> of the time. And I I mean that with all the respect I can. I don't know this guy in real life. I don't want to make it seem like I hate a guy I don't know. It's just this music is just really unlistenable for me a lot of moments. You know, uh, I talk about how much I hate like bitch boy type music. Um, m- music that's like super like you know i'm not the problem someone else is but in the male (laughs) kind of way you know your neck beard's a little bit grown out you catch the drift um just real nice guy energy overall just radiates off this album sometimes just radiates 
I, I just, I, I honestly just feel that I need to go grab some razor blades, uh, and shave, uh, cause yeah, this album, just some real bitch boy energy sometimes. Uh, speaking of bitch boy energy and overcompensating, here is way too sexy because of course they had to take a right said Fred sample, just like fucking Taylor Swift did, and look what you made me do. God, never, never did I thought in like the span of five years would there be two songs so similarly stupid coming out by two really big artists who just had to phone it in. Like, man, <laughs> it's bad. Uh, 21 Savage, man. I, I, I have to agree with you on that one, Nate definitely his weakest verse i've heard in a while really is um just it's it's definitely not good for me uh <laughs> a line i wrote down in this from uh i think I think you only live twice or night i don't know i think it's knife talk that one's on but it's the lyric i fuck with her and her and her uh yeah i really i did not like that line either oh, that's another man. one where you just rhyme the same word three times in a row not even in like a clever way or a funny way um yeah uh you only live twice though i will say a good thing about it rick ross coming in here uh the guy has honestly brought a good ass verse to a bad song and I, i'm you know what man he gets a fucking medal for trying just good job rick you made this song a little bit better than what it could have been um and also little wayne dude stop talking about fucking around infants okay uh he was talking about like some like fetus type shit in this. I don't remember the exact lyric, but it reminded me of the song Mamma Mia, where he says, I'm titty fucking with your baby mama while she breastfeed and or while she breastfeed into to this <laughs> or whatever. I don't I don't know how you can get that kind of energy again. That's that's some peak little Wayne fuckery right there. Um yeah, this is a four out of ten for me. It's my my thoughts were very sporadic, but so is this album. But yeah, it's very fucking boring to listen to. Not even the worst Drake album I've ever listened to. That still goes to Passion Fruit. But God, this is this is a really really hard album to get through. That is yeah, for sure. Absolutely, Trent Long. Oh. oh, sorry. Oh no, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Dude. I was just gonna say this thing is long as fuck. It is, yeah. I've, oh yeah, I forgot to mention it too, but it's it's true. But all right, go ahead, Trent. This album is long as fuck. Um, I'm gonna start off by saying that in a group chat that I have uh, with some people, uh, not music related group chat, but they were talking about uh, which one was better, Donda or CLB, and I put in some pretty good points. I said, look, I was like, Donda got better for me as I listened to it, you know. Uh, more and more so I did go back and listen to it and it did get better with uh, some other lessons for certain songs here and there mm -hmm. um, but this one I don't think it can be helped uh, what's funny is like the Nikki uh, feature and then even the 21 Savage feature I don't remember those whatsoever uh, I remember the future one because I saw that fucking video that I sent you Nate about the fucking like guys pampering each other into that yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That shit. It was so funny. Um Where's the lie? Yeah. But no, I mean this is uh it's interesting because I I I don't think he tries anymore. He just has money and what he wants, so he doesn't have to try anymore. You know? And even I don't know, even the people on this album, the features, like you could have done so better. Like who, who the fuck, thought that you could make these people bad? You know, because mm -hmm. like these they're, they're well known people. You know, 
We know their shit. They're they're fucking good. And then we get this shit. Kind of kind of dumb. Not gonna lie. Uh. The the intro I really didn't mind. Got to be honest there. Um, I thought that was that was pretty okay. Uh, well, at least the the first song. Um, that one was it was kind of a good hook for me, and then it just went downhill right after that. Uh, I will say the lesbian line. Uh, the first time that I I I heard everybody talking about it, but the first time I heard it, like in the song, I was, I just had a fucking laugh. It was so funny. Um, but nah, it's it's a dumb album. Uh, really not a favorite for me, uh, or anything about this for that matter. Uh, but I think I I, I would change a few things if, if I was him. Uh, in a, on his next album just to make it fucking better next time but yeah it's it's Drake it's about it I mean I I, I probably gave it a five yeah it, it won't go on the worst cause like there's oh yeah no game. no like, like I even said too I don't, I don't think we all would say it's a horrible album it's just boring you it know. is, and uh, yeah, and I, I, it's safe to say here, uh, here at the music corner, uh, between Donda and Certified Lover Boy, uh, Donda all the way, Donda, Donda takes all, the cake, yeah, the, the whole cake, the the entire fucking thing, including the uh, the the, you know, the ingredients, like all of it, it's there. <laughs> it's just no question. I can't believe people are actually trying to defend Certified Lover Boy as the better album, but to each his own. You know, I guess, but mm-hmm. I don't think there's a valid argument, but hey, we'll just leave it at that. But all right, that's the new albums, recommendations. Um, I'll go first. I actually just have a song today that I've been just jamming for the past few weeks now, maybe a couple weeks even. Uh, the Scots, like Travis Scott and Kid Cudi, it's amazing come on it, it, you, I'm sure we've all heard it at one point at least like you know through a TikTok or something even but it goes so hard it's a pretty quick song too you know it's like it's not like too long as much as you might think with you know how talented both guys are you might think that oh the you know be a longer song or something I do know that they're working on an album that might be coming soon I don't know but that'll be pretty if it's gonna sound anything like that song alone that would be tight but i just love like you know i love the most too like it's like you know travis gets a whole verse then kid cuddy gets a whole verse and then i love like for the third part it's just like the keyboard i think that's just really sick i mean all of that just works perfectly together in the entire song so yeah the scots check it out uh trent what do you got for us uh i'm actually going to recommend an album that i've been banging for the past day now actually um so I have a bunch of CDs in my car that I just throw in randomly um and this one uh I may have already done uh it's very possible I don't remember doing it but uh Inhuman Rampage by Dragon Force I don't think you did. You might have mentioned Dragon Force, but I don't think that I've, album. I probably I mentioned I probably mentioned it when we did the uh, their one album. Maybe but, yeah, mm-hmm. in, in Human Rampage. Um, it's pretty good. You know, it's 2006, early speed metal. It's great. Um, you know, through the fire and flames, everybody fucking knows that song. This is the album itself. Um. One song as well off this album that I like is Cry for Eternity. I actually like it over Operation Ground and Pound, uh, which Through the Fire and Flames and Operation Ground and Pound are like the two most well-known songs by Dragon Force. Um, but I, I do prefer Cry for Eternity uh, over that one. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's it's eight songs. Uh, it's a pretty... I will, I wouldn't say pretty short. It's an hour but it's it's Dragon Force, it's speed metal, so you're gonna have you know long solos and just bullshit from Herman Lee. So 
Um, yeah, it's it's a banger. Go check it out. Good shit, Sebastian. This one I have just gotten into recently. Um, I know I'm gonna sound like a fake fan here, but as a Maynard James fan, I have never really gotten much into Pussifer. Uh, yeah, it's not like it's not like they're a bad band. Really not. Just uh, more never really hit my radar. You know, whenever I'm on like a tool radio back when I used to do like radios a lot for things, uh, it would be mostly like Perfect Circle and then like, you know, Deftones and like other type of bands similar to that, like vein in that era would come through. But with Pussifer, you don't really hear much of them on anywhere tour related. Uh, so they're kind of more of like, you know, it's either you like the band and you're not like, you don't really know much about Tool. You maybe just found them on your own or honestly, you're just a super, super huge like Maynard geek at that point. Um, but Pussifer conditions to uh, conditions of my parole. Sorry about that. It features some really cool songs. I like Horizons a lot. It's kind of like a nice cool blend of like techno and um, yeah, I sound like such a fucking boomer every time I say techno. <laughs> I generally just don't know what the fuck to call things sometimes. So I'm sorry. It, it would be like someone calling like every new rap song mumble rap. I'm sorry. I get it. Like, please don't be mad at me. I'm not I'm not that good with the uh with the DJ's stuff. I would call everything dubstep if that were correct. <laughs> I'm not good you with know. the lingo. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not good, man. I have not taken enough acid to understand all this. Um but it's good though. I, I do like I do like the sound that this provides. This is a little bit more normy into like the really big like EDM techno kind of stuff. Uh but I do like other songs on this, like Tumbleweed, uh, The Weaver, stuff. Like, they have some Western vibes that they put out. And I don't know if that's because Maynard has been spending a lot of his life in Arizona. I don't know if it's something like that. But, yeah, it's just techno cowboys. Um, it's, Yeehaw. It's, honestly, that sounds like a really fucking great premise for a movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a really cool album. 2011's Conditions of My Parole. Good shit. All right. Well, there you have it. That's been the week. Trent, Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining. We'll see you guys in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner, Rev State 08, and we are signing off.